This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hi there. Whether by accident or design, you are listening to The Saturday Quiz. I'm your host, John Leary, and it's my job to ask the questions and give the clues to help my guests arrive at the correct answers. Taking that trip today are two people with long careers in the world of words. My first guest's literary connection goes back well before she was even born. With a novelist grandfather and screenwriter parents, she herself has written for television and the theatre, as well as recently finishing her time as the director of the Melbourne Writers' Festival. My other guest is the director of the Sydney Writers' Festival, having just enjoyed his first festival at the helm after being appointed last year after a long association with the Wheeler Centre in Melbourne. Welcome to the show, Marie Hardy and Michael Williams. Hooray! Hello! Hi there. Hi. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having us. How are you both? Uh, look, I'm one day out of, well, not even one day, a few hours out of lockdown in Melbourne. Brilliant. Um, and it feels very much like lockdown in Melbourne, so that's nice. <laughs> so nothing much has changed? No. I'm happy to see Michael's face. Michael's one of my oldest and dearest friends, and obviously we haven't spent as much time to. So when Michael was at the Wheeler Centre, I was in the basement. He didn't keep me there. That's where the office of Melbourne Writers Festival was. And we got to see each other nearly every day. We'd always, we were having a stressful day. We'd meet and have a hug at the elevator with like me and then we had an even more secret stressful spot that we'd go to if the stress was more than the elevator hug and then well he got the Sydney job so it was part of the time in Sydney then the virus and so I get to see Michael's face I'm very happy today good it's also a nice way to do it because during the second lockdown the big long one in Melbourne last year one of the ways in which we kept sane is that Marie and I, with a group of our friends, wound up being part of this, I think it's fair to say, insane <laughs> weekly trivia thing that happened on Zoom. Oh, wow, really? So we, we formed part of this Trivia Brains Trust. And even though that had never been a basis of our friendship before then, we both discovered that we were deeply unattractively competitive human beings. Yeah, we were, we really, we quibbled about points. We were that team. Oh, wow. We were like, um, I think you'll find. I <laughs> love that trivia and I'm not super into trivia, but as a mental health thing through lockdown, this once a week, all these really good-looking, smart people that we didn't know in real life in Melbourne. We were real outsiders, but, God, it was fun. How fantastic. Did you – you were on the same team. Oh, yes. And did you have a team name? Yes, it was Airport Novel Coronavirus, which our friend Ramsey came up with because I think it was when we, everyone was calling it the Novel Coronavirus, and he's like, oh, this, yeah. this will be a fun play on words. And if you look at it, it just says airport novel coronavirus written down, but they just called us airport novel all the time. I, d I don't know that it, it was entirely successful. There is no lower form of intellectual engagement than naming a trivia team. Like, it, it's rock bottom. It doesn't matter how good the team you put together is. It's like, okay, time to come up with your team name, and you're like, 
where Trivia Newton-John and everyone roars with laughter for about five seconds and then wants to kill themselves. Yeah, and then six months later you're still Trivia Newton-John. Yeah. Did you, yeah. Michael, were you on our team at the monthly trivia with Emily Zoe Baker? I still love that name that she came up with, which was I Thought This Was Speed Dating. I still think God. that's a good trivia name. Yeah, she's a she's a clever woman. What, do you, do you want to choose a trivia name for, no. for this? No, no, no. I thought I, th- I thought this was speed dating. That's it. Done. All right, speed dating with Michael and Marie. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. My guests today are Marie Hardy and Michael Williams, and this is question number one. Complete the popular expression. A dime a... Dozen. Dozen is correct. <laughs> and there's a bonus point. You look confused, Marie. Sorry, I paused for a moment there. I was, I was baffled by it, but no, a dime a dozen. Yeah, yeah my, I'm, I'm, my head went too far. I'm like, day keeps the doctor away? No, that's not it. Di- dollar, no. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's quite simple. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Dime yeah. in time saves what? Nine, yeah, saves nine yeah. in the hand. Um, Leary, you said there was a bonus point, and as there people, is a bonus as point. people who love bonus points, we'd like yes. to find out what that is. Thank you. All right, the bonus point is this: for naming how many US cents a dime is worth. Mm. It's it's ten, isn't it? It is ten. Yes. Yeah. Bonus. Yes. Yes. Bonus point. Bonus. Right. We've won. Well done. You got the bonus point. Oh yeah, we. Did. I think I think we should go now. <laughs> We're done. That's We've it. got two points out of a possible one. That's the time to leave. Look, I think you'll do quite well, okay, actually, cool. looking ahead. I think you'll be all right. As long as they're um, all dime questions, we're fine. All, all money related? Scrooge McDuck. Oh, swimming in a tank full of coins? Well, also, his lucky dime was his crucial thing. His number one dime oh. was the first 10 cents he'd ever earned. That's four points out of one wow. now. Yeah. Four that points is a out nice of one. Little, we're doing yeah. so well. Uh, do you know where the, where the word dime comes from? Mm. There's not a bonus point. This is, is, it, just is it extra. from Princess Di? <laughs> no, it predates. I would assume it's Princess Di. That's my answer. I thought it was short okay. for diamante, which is obviously the unit of measurement when it comes to things of, of value. Of value. Diamantes. Yeah. That is ac- actually incorrect. The dime was established by the Coinage Act in 1792 in the United States, but it was spelt... D-I-S-M-E. That's stupid. Which was still pronounced dime. It's an old French word for tenth, oh. which came from the Latin decima. That, that, I think, goes a long way to show why the French have never been a superpower. <laughs> Possibly. Um, just to be clear, John, we will not yes. get any question right if there's not points attached to Yeah, that's all we care about. Well, oh, well, I see. So that's why when I said, do you know where the word comes from? I tuned out. Joke answers. I, tu- I just tuned out. We were but DMing each other saying there's nothing in this. Keep your powder dry. Don't give him anything for nothing. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, po- points are back on the table. Here okay. we go. Question number two. A tool to punch leather is called, and this is a multiple choice. Cool. Or you can have a stab. And look, I'll throw in an extra point if you get it without oh, hearing don't me. Don't uh... dangle the points, Kate, oh. in front of us. You found our kryptonite. No, no, give us, give us the multiple no, choice. No, here are the multiple choices. Is it A, a mallet, B, a bevel, or C, an awl? Oh. An awl is spelt A-W-L. Yeah, I know how it's spelt in my head. What's, I, your, what's your brain telling you, Michael? I thought an awl was a kind of cloak. 
That's a cow. That is be, that a that's cow? That's a cow. No, you're right. That's I'm getting cow. all yeah. in cow confused. I want to say Bevel because it sounds like the first name of someone who writes for the Fairfax papers. <laughs> Isn't it Bevel? You bevel edges on a page. Yes, you bevel edges in woodwork and metalwork, don't you? Isn't a bevel a... Well, then maybe we should all it. Should we go for all? All for one. All in. Let's do it. All in on all, all is correct. Yes. Well yes. done. Look at that magic. Yeah, <laughs> very good. See. Also, John, we thought it yes. was good to theatrically uh, talk through our process there. We knew it was all Thank you. Along. I appreciate that me. greatly. Uh, you must. Otherwise, the podcast is, is very short, very brief. You, mean, I, you might want to cut out the bit where we thought an awl was a hood or a cloak. And then uh, no, no, that, no, no leave in. that in. Okay. Well. I realise this is a podcast and I'll stop nodding in response to things <laughs> at some point soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, know, I need audio uh, affirmation. Question number three. What is the largest continent in the world? Michael, you do this. I'm so shit at these ones. Largest continent in the world. I'm going to get this wrong. I, I feel like, is this one of those trick things and it's the fake continent of Antarctica? It's not, it's not a fake it... question. It's not a trick question, I don't think. No, do you I... know how many uh, continents there are? No. Seven? There are seven, correct. Well Does that, is that a bonus point? I feel sure, like that should be. Point. Yes, I thought so. Great. Awesome. I think it's Antarctica. I think. It is not Antarctica. And that's why I softened you that's up with that. That's why you didn't. Lulling you into that, yeah. a very real sense of security <laughs> before I authoritatively said it's Asia. It is Asia. Oh, Very well, well done, done, Michael. We got yeah. that point. Well First done. First time yeah. as well. You were correct in saying that it was Asia, that there are seven continents. Do you want to have a swing at naming the other continents? That's pretty easy. You've bonus already... point. Bonus point. Yeah, go on. Go, Marie. Bring it home. No way. What? I told you. On. Super bonus points if you do it in order. So you've got Asia. What in what the order? What order? Oh, in size. You want to go from oh, biggest size. to smallest? Oh, oh yeah, size. wow, wow, that's um, that's fun. So then we go Asia. Is it then Antarctica? It's not Antarctica. Really? I'll give you this one. Antarctica is fifth. Fifth. Oh my God, that fifth. tiny little icy shithole. It, it's shrinking. Yeah. That's why. Oh uh, yeah, that's uplifting. <laughs> so then Asia, Africa. Correct. North America. Correct. South America. Correct. Antarctica. 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 Very well done. Thank you. Australasia. No. That's not before Europe. No, Europe. Europe is bigger. Is is bigger than Australia. Fancy. I just thought they were big for their britches, but actually they're (laughs) also big. Actually a bigger landmass. Fancy. And let me tell you this, that Asia, you won't get this, it is 44 million 391,162 square kilometres. No, we would have got that. We you would have, have got, get, yeah, guessed we, that? Yeah, we definitely would have got that, yeah. Well, can you tell me then, with confidence, the percentage of Earth's total land area that that represents? Probably not. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so, no. No, I would have got the other one if you'd given us the Wait, 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 wait. But... Lock it in. I've got the number in my head. Lock it in. Now <laughs> oh. tell us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It is 30%. That's exactly that's what I that's had. What <laughs> that's, that was it. Well Jesus. done, Michael. Can yeah. Can't believe well that. Done. Brilliant. 30%. All right, question number four. Uttering which Shakespeare play's name aloud in the theatre is said to cause bad luck? Marie, you're a deeply theatrical person. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Mac- It's the Scottish play. Is it that is. Macbeth? It is the yeah. Scottish play. Then that's, that's it. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's Macbeth. I I can't even, I find it hard to even say it. Really? Not it, in the theatre. Like, it's so, so I mean, drummed into me as, a, as an actor to just go, it's the Scottish play. Can we, we'll just call it that. Wow, it, it's making you uneasy now. I can feel it, yeah. that you're nervous. As we say, Macbeth, you're worried that a man not of woman born is going to come and strike <laughs> you down. No, it's not that. It's, it's that something else will uh, happen, you know. The, what happens? What happens when people do the Scottish play? You're allowed to say it, obviously, you know, in the in the throes of say what, John? <laughs> say what? Say, say the name of the, the lead character of the in the play. play. Yeah, while you're performing it, oh, of course. But if you say it outside that context, you turn into Kenneth Branagh. Is what I've heard. <laughs> that is that is one of the the. Uh, you the lose your chin. You, know, you become very pale. No I've got lips. a joke about Kenneth Branagh. It's very yes. old, so okay. you'll see, it's a very and it's very niche because it's only actors will find it funny. So John, right. you might like it, and you'll see why it's so old. So it's when Kenneth Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson were still together, and they're okay. living together. And uh, Emma Thompson goes, "Where are you, darling? Where are you?" And Kenneth Branagh goes, "Oh, I'm in the living room." And Emma Thompson says, "Oh, lovely. Can I be in it too?" That's that's the joke. Oh, God. That's the joke. It's very niche, but enjoy it. See, John really enjoyed that because he's I an do. actor. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy that. Yeah. That's funny. Also, I mean, and then they broke up. They ruined the no. They ruined the joke by breaking up. Now the punchline Hel- has Helena to involve Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, where are you? I'm in Helen Bonham Carter. <laughs> can I? Is that can too I blue? In, Probably best in? not. That's I've got blue. a really old joke about Edward Woodward. Oh yes, sounds like a fart in a bath. Similar era. No, why does Edward Woodward have four D's in his name? I don't know why. Because otherwise his name would be Iwawuwa. <laughs> this is great. I love all these niche jokes Iwawuwa. about actors. This is fun. Do we get bonus points for those jokes? Sure. I, I give so. bonus points all over the shop. It has now, to be do said that doing the weekend quiz always makes me feel like I'm a boomer. And these jokes are definitely doubling down on that. Like any yeah. idea I have of myself as a young and vital human being disappear when I name check Edward Woodward and then do the Saturday quiz. <laughs> now, do you know what one is supposed to do when one does say Macbeth in the theatre? Is it go outside and turn around three times and then there's some third part of it that I've forgotten, but there's yeah, definitely the turnaround. There's, there's a couple of other bits that you've got. You have to leave the theatre. You have to turn around three times, mm. and then there's three other things that you have to do. Interesting. Do, do you know what they might be? Touch your nose, kick a horse. I don't know what the third one is. They are a bit like that. Scrub they a are. spot from the palm of your hand. Um, be <laughs> no. part of a forest descending on a castle. No. <laughs> Again, these are all things in the play, yeah. but not actually right. what you have to do if you're sent out of does, the theatre. Does Michael get points for mentioning things in the play? I think because that's like an added, it's just an added thing that wasn't Can we, it, yeah. Just stop trying to get bonus points. No. You're doing very well. You don't need the bonus points. Yes, we do. Love that uh, point, Hunger. Exit the theatre, spit, <laughs> swear, turn around three times and ask to be let back in. Mm. Yeah. Cool. There you go. Theatre people in, are stupid, aren't they? John's theater a theatre person. No, nice. but theatre people are stupid. Both of you are, but and I respect the two of you enormously, but in general, what a superstitious bunch of so unemployable su- people. Oh, yeah, so superstitious. <laughs> but I think that's part, that's part of it, isn't it? The, the unemployment 
You go, oh, God, I'm going to wear my lucky undies. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I won't get the roll. Give me a horseshoe on the way to Centrelink. Question number five. In which country did the game of Mahjong originate? Hmm. Silence is good for a podcast, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, thanks, You can trim the silence. Um, no, no, no. Keep the sound of the mulling. We're mulling. <laughs> Marek? I don't know. I just, all I can think about is how satisfying the tiles feel to touch. Mahjong tiles are a very same way um, that, uh, what am I thinking of? Black, black gammon. Backgammon, backgammon, yeah. yeah, like really satisfying to hold. Oh. That's not the answer, but that's the fine. rule. Generally, when you ask what country something originated in, as a rule of thumb, the answer is almost always Scotland. I don't think it is this time, but the Scots love claiming that kind of ownership of early inventions. I'm, I, it feels obvious and overblown, but I'm going to say China. I reckon. Yeah, go go the obvious. It's it's not a trick question. Oh, okay. It cool. uh, originated in China. In Edinburgh, China. (laughs) (laughs) The Scottish game. The Forbidden City. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The Saturday Quiz. I'm with Marie Hardy and Michael Williams. And this is question number six. Name the English physicist and chemist who discovered electromagnetic induction and researched the principles of electrolysis. And I've got his the dates of his birth and death, if you'd like them. 1791 to 1867. Oh, How are you with your English physicists and chemists? Look, pretty good, as a rule. Is it, um, what's his face? Faraday. Michael Faraday. Bingo! It absolutely is Michael See, Faraday. John, this is why... I wanted Michael to do this because I love it. my general knowledge is appalling, like appalling. Like Egghead likes her bookie wooks. I understand bookie wook shit and not all bookie wook shit, but geography, like I count on my fingers. I can't do maths. <laughs> I'm not joking. Well, this guy couldn't, Michael Faraday couldn't do maths either. He was apparently very poor at the writing down and, and the, the mathematics needed to be a, a, or required to be a, a scientist. But he was very, he was a very gifted experimentalist. I see myself in the same realm yeah, as very, experimentalist, very, like, very gifted. I've just yeah. accepted that I'm really good at some things and like embarrassingly bad at others. See, the only reason I know and remember Faraday's name is I had a period where I just, when I was being a bit nerdy, I liked to learn people who had laws or theorems named after them or whatever. So Faraday's laws are kind of, if you're talking electrolysis, that's one of the kind of things. So, the the uh, lonely years, Michael. What can I say? <laughs> University was a solitary time. Yeah, he invented the first electric motor and, among other things, built the first electric generator. You're right. When you're talking about electronics or, yeah. Or hair removal. Or hair removal. Yep. Or people who are great at parties. Michael Faraday, famously. Was he? A great, oh, uh, God. You get, conversationalist? Got next to him near the crudités and you, would ju- <laughs> you just wouldn't want to leave. You get someone else to top up your drink. All right, question number seven. What is the currency of Denmark? Mm. 
I want to say Krona, but I'm sure that's not it. Is Denmark the place where that sounds like they're speaking English, but they're not? Do you remember Bill Bryson did that great piece on it when he went to Europe and someone's saying, will you, will you fondle my nevers? <laughs> he goes, checks into a hotel and it just sounds like they're speaking very rude English. That, yeah, he faithfully transcribes what he hears rather than what they're saying. It's really she good. She says, I tingle when I squirt. I remember that very. <laughs> no, but I tingle when I squirt. That is, that is a vivid line to remember. And also from Macbeth. Coincidentally. Yeah, it is. Famous Shakespearean. People forget that. Full of sound and fury and tingling when squirting. (laughs) Um, I. Is it a trick question and is the answer the euro? No, it's not a trick question. And in fact, Marek, you, you were correct. Hey! It is the well, Danish well, kroner. Well, I accept that point. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, very well done. So do I. Uh, have either of you been to uh, to Denmark? I have, but not for like not just the normal long time that we all haven't been anywhere. But even before that, not for a very long time. Such a lovely, clean, law-abiding space. <laughs> is Denmark the one? Again, I'm going on Bryson. I think I'm sure he's in Denmark and he talks about how law-abiding it is. And he finds one that there's a very drunk young man out and the police are with him and there's a small crowd gathered. And he says, and the police sort of take him and he says, what are you going to do with this young man? And the police woman said, I think he just needs to go home and have a little walk and then go home. And they walk him home. And that's also the place where I think the Queen just used to walk around on her own and everyone was like, we love the Queen so much, we'll just let her walk around. And he felt he felt like it was a very safe place. Is that that's, Denmark? I'm sure I got that right. That's pretty nice. Sure. I think you're right. I remember that. Bryson's line, his first sentence of his first book, which was... I come from Des Moines. Somebody has to. Yeah. yeah. Magic. Oh, nice. Good old Bill Bryson. What is that first book? Uh, that's uh, notes from. Uh, what was notes that? from American... a, notes from a big country. From, yeah, that's right. right. I feel for Denmark like it's a bad sign that when you were reminiscing about it, the first adjective you went to was clean. Like I do feel like for a country, like not that clean is a bad thing to be as a country, but if that's the most memorable thing about you, and then the next most memorable thing is what a dude from Iowa wrote about you, then. <laughs> You might want to take a good hard look at yourself and maybe update the kind of cultural. <laughs> yeah. But well done. Yes, it is the Danish Krona. Thank you. Good answer. And good process. Thank you. Question number eight. Which Tony Collette film is based on the true story of a thoroughbred racehorse bred by a small town Welsh bartender? Interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to make Muriel's wedding work with that, and I just don't know that I can. No, no, I, I reckon you, we can lean into that. Horses are sometimes called ridiculous things, so maybe it is Muriel's wedding. That's true. It's not, by the it's way. It's a good name for no, a horse. It is a good name for a horse. A Tony Collette horsey movie. I have to oh. admit, and yes, definitely like this will make some people very angry who are listening. I can't abide any piece of culture centered around a horse. A book, a film, a TV show, except for Bojack Horseman. What about a painting? What about no, a painting? Oh my God! There's lots it's of paintings just, of it's fine. They're a majestic animal. I get that, but honestly, snooze fest. My brain doesn't retain them. I was worried then, Michael, that you were going to say that you were actively against anything that Tony Collette was in, and I thought that would have made people more angry than the horse. Thing. No, no, no. I love yeah, to- no one cares Tony about Collette. movies with horses. I love Tony Collette, and so that's why I'm annoyed that I can't even picture. Like, I'm trying so to do the visual memory of a poster. 
It's, she's well, so it's out pro- now. It's in cinemas now. Oh, God, it's that one dream horse. It is. That's exactly oh, what it's Michael, called. Oh, Michael, good for you. Oh, that was another great title, Hiding in Plain Sight. Uh, yeah, no, no. I only know because I, with lockdown ending in Melbourne, I did look at um, what was on in the cinema so I could consider going to the movies this weekend. So, Are, you, are you allowed did to you go to the cinema? Did you consider going? I have no idea if I'm allowed to go yet. I haven't looked that up yet. I looked up what was on before I looked up whether I'm allowed. Did you consider Dream Horse or did something else catch your eye? Given what I've just told you, would a film with the word horse in the title, I'd be like, yes, please. Is that, but is that a wrestle for you internally because you love Tony Collette but you don't like films about horses? I, have you been presented with the ultimate Oh, challenge? my God, like Sophie's Choice but with a horse and Tony Collette <laughs> instead of kids and Nazis. <laughs> I don't think she was choosing between kids and Nazis. Yeah, that was it, kids or Nazis. Because that's a pretty that's easy it. choice. Is it, though? Is it? What if they're if, Nazi kids, John? Yeah, there you go. That's the sound of music, isn't it? Yeah, that's right, that's choosing between kids or Nazis. Oh, Rolf, you make me feel so alive. <laughs> but yes, well done. It was Dream Horse, which is well about done, a Michael. horse bred by a small town Welsh bartender. Does Tony Collette do an accent? Does history relate? I assume she does. Wow. Because but- I, I think that would be a detail in the question if it was an Australian bartender mm-hmm. who raised a horse in Wales. Oh, well, now I'm going to go and look for the trailer just to see whether my greatest love or my greatest hate, like, <laughs> where it comes. All right, question number nine. In the human body, the malar or zygomatic bone is also known as the what? Hmm. So malar, M-A-L-A-R, and zygomatic or zygomatic, Z-Y-G-O-M-A-T-I-C. Where is that bone? All I'm thinking of is it's automatic. It's zygomatic. It's Grease Lightning. They're the lyrics, aren't they? Yeah, so I, he was I'm singing sure. about bones back then. It, bone every car. song in Greece is about a bone, one way or the other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How's your bone knowledge, Michael? Look, it's not great, but I keep thinking that like it must be something like. Let's think about it. We know the proper names for lots of bones, like your tibia or your fibia or your coccyx or your... So it's not going to be one of those. So it is probably going to be one where we use a kind like, of... Like the funny bone or something. Yeah, that's like right. That. We, we yeah. would use the idiomatic more than we would use the proper name for it. So Absolutely. What, what bones about which do we, you know, so... Let's rule out the skull. You know, it could be something in the nose, like it could be a septum. It's not your septum, but it could be like... Don't know, but that's you, my process right. of elimination. You're right, it is in the head. Right. I'll give you that clue. Head bone. The head bone. The good old head bone. It could be part of the skull, but I think probably not if it's a self, self-contained bone. Jawbone. Maybe yeah, it's your jawbone. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking as well. You it's, think it's not the jawbone. That's John, your... John, don't interrupt. Maria and I are talking about what's <laughs> it against. We've got our process, John. Gee, it, gee don't jump let in. Let's work through it. I mean, it's clearly not the jawbone, I feel instinctively. <laughs> what about... Oh, cheekbone? Yeah, it is. cheekbone. It's oh. the cheekbone. Uh, I, let, well, let us, again, John, let us finish. Michael, should we lock in cheekbones? Lock it in. Okay, yeah, we're, we want to go with cheekbones. Thanks, John. Lock in cheekbone. You are correct. The oh, malar points, or yes. zygomatic bone is also known as the cheekbone. I wouldn't know. I don't have any. Marie has excellent you cheekbones. They're there, they're there somewhere. No, I grew a beard to create the illusion of bone structure in my face. Same. Yeah, that's absolutely. Like, that's like same. hair contouring. Yeah, yeah. No, it really is. It's like, oh, his head has a shape. It's not just a giant fleshy disc. 
<laughs> which was my nickname at uni, which is why Giant I fleshy just, disc. Yeah, I was very wow. popular. Well, we are up to the final question, question number 10, and it is the sports question. Ah! But, look, I think you'll be all right. Mm. Here we go. Which tennis player withdrew from the French Open due to concerns over their mental health. Oh, yes, we got this one. It's Naomi Osaka. It is Naomi yeah. Osaka. That was a fucking well amazing done. move on her part. So well. good. Uh, Naomi huh? Osaka, we got the... Is that 10 out of 10? I assume it's 10. Oh, or like 17 out of 10, I think. Yeah, it, it, it is exactly 17 out of 10. See, I got that as well. There's a bonus for getting... Amazing. For guessing 18, your own score. 18 out of 10. Well done, us. Incredible. 18 out of 10. Sure, that's what happened before. It might be a record score. It's certainly among the highest. We're going to take a quick break. Thanks for coming back. My guests today have been Marie Hardy and Michael Williams, and they have done extremely well. I have to say, John, that was a very kind sport question. When I'm doing the weekend quiz... My kryptonite is 100% the sport question. You know, which yeah. cyclist won the 1992? I'm just like, oh, don't do that to me. Like, the powerful cycling lobby will pillory us for not knowing. But, like, I would never guess the cycling question. Unless I it's Lance Armstrong. I wonder what the Venn diagram is of the cycling lobby and the horse lobby. Like, I'm sure there's uh, people who will be angry, a two-pronged fury at you, Michael. Cycling I don't, horses. I, wonder, I, don't, I don't think so. I think they'd be quite separate. Well, uh, the, well. so you're saying two different saddle sore communities are going to have it in for me now. People who walk bow-legged are not going to be happy. You're really antagonising. Oh, the, well, they're dickheads. The, 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 the saddled com- community. Yeah, well, you took down the Danish, Marie, so we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I spoke quite kindly about that. Yeah, Danish. you said they were clean and boring. <laughs> I didn't say Law-abiding. Law-abiding. Oh. oh, yeah. No, no, law-abiding. Sorry. I always yeah. get those two confused. I'll go outside and turn around three times and spit and then I'll spit it back in. <laughs> Thank you both so much for doing the quiz. Thanks, John. Thanks for having us. I think you did exceptionally well. Big fan. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of The Saturday Quiz. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please tell all your friends and share the show on social media, where you can also follow me, Johnny John Leary, and the show. The Saturday Quiz. Thanks to Marie Hardy and Michael Williams for being my guests this week. Thanks, as always, to Sydney McDonald for writing the questions, which you can find in print every week in the Saturday paper. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week.